It's time for another Internet Advisor Show podcast. Since 1998, we've been helping computer users get on the Internet, get around it, and get over the problems they encounter there. The Internet Advisor is a two-hour weekly radio program heard on WJR 760 AM in Detroit since 1998 and across the state of Michigan on the Michigan Talk Network. Now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor podcast. to the Internet Advisor, your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998, with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net, on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. You might say this is our shop till you drop edition. <laughs> I'm Foster Brown, the co-host of the program, and for this time of year, everybody's posting their sales. Well, how do we make our way through this jungle of bargains that may not be quite the bargains they look like, or maybe some really good deals out there? Well, you take a guide with you, a man named Rick Broida. He's going to be helping us to make our way through this jungle of bargains, bargains, bargains on the Internet Advisor. Internet Advisor. Once again, your hosts, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudell. Ah, uh, this is the dead tree time of year. And I don't mean that the leaves have fallen, etc. I mean, this is the time of year when trees are sacrificed for all of those inserts in the paper telling us about the great sales that are going on. 40 pounds Sunday and Saturday editions of your paper. Enough to break your back, and of course, Head for the recycle. Gary Baker with us here in studio. Gary, good to have you here. With all, all the uh, the movement toward online and online <laughs> couponing <laughs> and all that, can you believe that we're still getting oh. that many inserts? And, and of course, they they don't have as many newspapers per week as they used to. Don't get them right. every day. So at least the couple that I, I get to no, newspapers. That's true. That's and true. Uh, both of them have, in fact, both of them have the same ads, You're same right. inserts, yeah, which yeah. is interesting. But um but it's amazing, Rick. I, you know, do you still have, get a newspaper? I don't get a newspaper, but enough of that stuff comes in the mail. I, I thought you were talking about the wrapping paper, Foster. That's, oh. uh, you know, that's when we sacrifice the trees that's, for too. That's well, right, but, we but that's it, a yeah. good reason. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's Rick Reuter, who is our sales specialist, who's with us in studio. Well, Rick is a, a noted columnist all over the internet on technology, and also a man who has been dubbed as the cheapskate, right? The cheapskate. I so thought cheap- he was our tech guy. Why well, he is our tech guy you know, too? He's our gadget guy as well. Gadget. I have and many then, geeky titles. Yeah. Right here <laughs> in the middle, keeping us all sane and anchored to the ground is Ed Rudell, our tech expert. How Hello. you doing, Eddie? Good, Foster. Thank you. <laughs> the warm so, filling in our tech sandwich. So, Ed, you, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm the nugget to I, your You know, wife. you've been called many things on this show, Ed, but I have never heard that. So. <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. You were so, going to say something again. Uh, Rick, I'm sorry. You were... I just said it. Oh, all right. <laughs> that was it. That was the great line. Well, listen, uh, as we said, this is a... a 
a period of time, really, uh, starting with the Black Friday, of course, which was the Friday after Thanksgiving, but it's also been stretched into over the weekends and, and into Cyber Monday. Well, but and Cyber Monday used to be the big deal for exactly. online exactly. because people didn't have really good access at home. They had to wait till yeah. they got to work so they could use their employer's internet connectivity <laughs> to do their their online shopping. Yeah, that's true. And today... Dude, they don't even wait to get home. They just do it from their phone. Yeah, Yeah, from their phone. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, people are shopping from their phones even more now. But that hasn't that hasn't diminished the crowds in the stores very much, though, has it? No, I'm sure you'll see the obligatory footage of people getting trampled in a a Walmart or something. Well, you know what? What's kind of interesting is with beacons or iBeacons now. You know, you can actually. You know, it's starting to happen finally, where you're walking down an aisle in a in a store, a department store, and your phone goes off and it says, if you look to your right, there's a big sale here on this item. No, is that you know? happening mainly with Apple products, with the iOS products, the iBeacon? I, I think the beacons I are... I think so. I haven't actually experienced yeah. that firsthand. But, I think uh, that's yeah, primarily that's the iOS device. Well, they're, the Android all, they're starting to come in. It's basically based on, on the store. On the store, right. And, you know, I can't imagine I, they would... They would not. Uh, certainly, I would like to see them put yeah. it up into an iOS and iPhone. But I know, but there's many more Androids out there than there are iPhones. Absolutely, now, so. I know that when you walk into the Apple Store, for instance, uh, the one at uh, Somerset here in the Detroit area, um, that that way it's working there. You got iBeacons going all over the store, and they will. Well, it's just starting to come in in some of the other stores. Yeah, but, I think this know, is expanding. Walmart's starting to uh, to use them now, and you know it's going to take a while to proliferate to all of their stores. So, Ed, right? It's not. It, they can't just do something online, and they really have to. And this is kind of like a, remember electronic when you had your kids in the store, when you were going to the store. Dad, can I have this? Mom, can I have that kind of thing? Now it's the eye beacons. They're saying, "Oh, come over here and have this." Well, it's a blue light special that <laughs> oh, uh, we right. all remember. I think eye <laughs> blue light. It's eye blue light. Eye blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, it's a blue light special online, right? I mean, it's it's without the flashing blue light. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mike Brennan will be with us in just a minute. We'll be talking about his Michigan uh, technology news, MI Tech News. And that's uh, coming up in just a moment. But uh, before we get there, Rick, I understand you have a new business that you're doing. I do. And this is I'm, I'm actually excited to share this with you guys really? finally because it's been uh, kind of in the works for a couple of months now. And you've kept it under wraps this long, haven't I- like giving us sneak previews, let us look under the covers. Well, Gary, we are Facebook friends. You know, you probably you, you could have. Uh, I could have maybe figured that out yeah. by going to the Facebook. Sorry, about right? That. So, so the business is called Trapped in a Room with a Zombie. And <laughs> decidedly, so, so if that was the title, I may have just deleted without looking. Yes, okay, I get and it. There's nothing techy about it, but it's something that it's a show, kind of an interactive show that I saw when I was in Chicago, and decided this must come to Detroit. <laughs> and the short version is that you and up to 12 other people are friends, uh, co-workers, might be a date night thing, might be you, family members. Do you have to be a good friend to do this? Well, you know, the good... Better is better. You're locked in a room for for an hour, and you have to solve clues and and uh, figure there out clues go. and puzzles <laughs> in order to escape. And there's a zombie tra- chained to the wall, and every five minutes the zombie gets an extra foot of chain. So by the time the hour runs out, if you haven't figured out all the clues, if you haven't escaped the room, you get eaten by the zombie. <laughs> okay, Rick, we we got to hear more about that in just a moment. But before we do that, we got to get to the serious news, and that's with Mr. Mike Brennan here. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the show. 
Hi, I'm not a zombie though, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Have you written a, Have you written an article about this? I I think the, you're overdue to write an yeah. article about Rick Zombie. <laughs> trapped yeah, in a room absolutely. with a zombie. Yeah, well, absolutely. hey, let's start with your headlines. Uh, the first one from MI Tech News, by the way, folks, uh, that you can get weekly sent to your place. We'll get some headlines from there. Michigan Cyber Initiative 2015 was unveiled at the Cyber Summit, where Gary and Richard Steen and our guest last week were at. Yeah, it was and, a big shoe. And, uh, and Mike was there, too. headed at uh, the Kobo Center, which is the first. Uh, I think that's going to be its new home. hasn't officially been announced, but I did talk to some of the officials, and they were real happy with it, uh, and the location was central. But the long and the short of it is the governor, who's uh, around for four more years, come up with a four-year plan for how we can enhance our cybersecurity on the website and around the state databases, all that jazz, and education, too. He wants to educate a lot more folks. Hey, Mike. I'm going to put hey you guys. on hold for just a second, and we're going to finish and get to some more of these headlines in just a moment here. Mike Brennan, the editor of MI Tech News, will be back with more of his headlines in just a moment. Now back to the Internet Advisor. Once again, your hosts, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudell. Welcome to the Internet Advisor, kind of a special edition here. I'm Foster Brown, Gary Baker, Ed Rudell, and Rick Breit in studio. We're going to be talking about, uh, oh, a lot of the sales that are going on and coping with them. And uh, just a tip of the hat, we recognize that some of you are hearing this uh, after Black Friday, but, oh, there's so much more that's going to be happening in terms of sales. We've got some great tips coming up from Rick in just a moment. But uh, we want to get back to Mr. Mike Brennan, who is the editor of MI Tech News. By the way, MI Tech News is an absolutely free service you can get each week simply by going to Internet advisor.net and scroll down the page you'll see a button that says subscribe now it costs you absolutely nothing but you will then get every week you'll get something delivered to you uh all the headlines there are tons of them including audio resources as well that are part of mi tech news we just had uh, a little talk about some of the things that came out of the cyber summit and mike is still with us to talk about a few more things that have been happening here in the city of detroit give you an example of the kind of thing on mi tech news and uh, mike i noticed that one of your next headlines was about a brand new business opening up it's a handcrafting business here in the city of detroit yeah, we, uh, this story we got from Mishipreneur.com, one of our partners. I might add we have several partners. Soon IT and the D will be joining us. And, of course, we have the Excellent. podcast from this show, So the Empire Builds. <laughs> but we, don't, we won't attack, though. So. But, but Douglas and Company is the newest kid on the block. A couple of kids uh, sort of following in the footsteps of Shinola. We're making custom right. leather stuff like keychains, wallets, clutches. And Shinola... And, uh, Shinello is, Shinello is a local company that's building watches and bikes and a lot of other great handcrafted items. So they're going to be doing handcrafted leather items? Yeah, wallets, clutches, keychains. Uh, you wow. know, I'm sure they'll grow into other things as uh, as it gets bigger, but uh, but it's handmade and specialized for each individual customer. That's neat. Cool, so the, huh? the, the brand of Detroit as, Detroit as a brand is really growing, which is kind of neat as well. Hey, listen, one of the other things I saw here, and kind of a, a special interest uh, to our listeners in southwest Michigan, is that the Small Business Administration and Google is teaming up with Lunatech 3D, the people we talked with before, about a free seminar. Yeah, all these folks, Small Business Association of Michigan is involved. They're going to have a seminar there where Google will teach you how to use their online marketing tools. And, you know, for small companies that don't have webmasters and really smart guys like Gary Baker, uh, <laughs> then uh, 
uh, th this is something they can do themselves, and, and it's very effective. And Google will hold your hand and show you how to do it. I love and it. It's called Let's Put Grand Rapids on the Map. And we talked to uh, the president of Lunatic, Doug Willett, right. uh, a few weeks ago, right. and uh, his father was uh, chairman of the Small Business Association of Michigan a couple terms before I I did that. Oh, so. that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. great, so great for the, small business. Known that family for a while. Yeah, yeah, and this is a real great service, as you said. Uh, uh, Mike for small businesses. Let's grow one last thing. Boy, this is a pretty big deal, I guess. In some ways, Red Eye is getting to get Red Eye. Red Eye is a company uh, that is partnering with NASA on some three D printing. Uh... Yeah, it's a Minneapolis-based company, but I'm really trying to expand my footprint to include great news from around the Great Lakes. And so, uh, Red Eye is building these uh, antenna arrays that'll go on the satellite that will go out into orbit, and this is the first time any 3D printing has been used for this type of thing. Wow, that's really cool. They're, they're 3D printing, what, a 30 antenna array? Yep, 30 antenna arrays. They're going to run them through the 3D process, which to me is still magic. I haven't quite figured oh, no. it out myself. It's astounding. Uh, but uh, but this is, I guess it's just CAD CAM gone to another level. Yeah. Uh, and so it's the first time that's ever happened. Well, Mike, thank you so much. These are the headlines, folks. Just kind of a sampling of the headlines you can get at MI Tech News, delivered right to your electronic front door every Friday and for absolutely nothing. And the way you get hold of these headlines and many more delivered uh, is by going to internetadvisor.net, our homepage. Scroll down the page, and you'll see the subscribe now button. Hit, click on that, and it'll take you off to the site where you can very easily subscribe and start receiving all these headlines and many more, along with a great uh, audio resources as well. As you said, IT and the D, which is another great program that talks about internet and about all things digital. Here's based in Detroit. Here we have the guys on the air with us. That's right, and I think uh, Mike and I are going to uh, see each other on Monday, are we? We're going to be on the oh, show. We're oh, going to tear excellent. them up on Monday, Gary. I love we have it. to meet at the bar first. That's right. You can't do the show unless you've had a few drinks. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> and if you listen to the show, and and please do, uh, you'll understand why. <laughs> we'll be... Go. be. Gary's going to get drunk, and uh, actually, Josh, I know his wife is listening. I won't let him drink that much. So. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You're Thank helping you, Mike. me out a lot here. <laughs> All okay. right, Mr. Mike Brennan. <laughs> That's good. So Gary and Mike will be on uh, IT of the D this. Uh, coming week on Monday, and we'll be sure we link up to that as well, and you folks can enjoy that as program. It's a unique kind of a, a view of internet and about all things digital in the Detroit area. Let's get back to our show, our main focus today, with Mr. Rick Broida. Rick, good having you in. in Always a pleasure. And I know that you've been looking at some some neat kind of gadgets that have been available. I have to first of all say thank you for your tip on a new router. Yes, you are uh, living in the fast lane now. I tell you, I am. And Eddie, uh, we've talked to people a lot about this, that sometimes the Internet problems you've been having, and I was having some problems with intermittent connections. We talked, I think, a, mm -hmm. a week or so ago. Right. I had an old, used Cisco router, which was I thought was working fine. And it was for a long time. <laughs> it was for a long time, except I kept on hearing my, my wife's computer is in the other room of our two-room apartment. No, I can't get it. <laughs> I all these cries coming from the other room, and I figured I better do something about this. Mm -hmm. And maybe the simplest fix is putting a good router in. And it looks like, by the way, that that is helping I haven't heard quite as many cries yeah, no, from the other room. Well, you know, I think you're keeping ahead of the curve on this, because what's happening is that when you live, you live in an area where there's a large uh, uh, populace. and you're getting I have an apartment building with yes. 240 people in the building. Yeah. Exactly. And and they, most of them have Wi-Fi in there. Oh. 
So you needed a, uh, a wireless technology that can that can um, um, filter out all that noise yeah. and just zero in on your communication devices. That's excellent. And and by the way, this particular one, the TP-Link that uh, you suggested, um, has two bands, so you can either use a 2.5 gigahertz or the 5 gigahertz. Mm-hmm. Or you can use them simultaneously, which is really cool. Right, right. We had a tech at the house, and he was working on the one band, and I was on the other. And you can also change channels. So well, that's a lot a, of, I meant. The, oh, well, yes. Well, but I mean bands, yes. but you can change channels for each band. So, exactly. um, you know, a lot of times people take and um, they'll they'll see some noise on one and go to a different channel and it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah now, so. Rick, that particular thing, TP-Link, I had not heard of that. Have you heard of that yet? Ed? No, I have not. No, I, I, ha- I, I had not either. heard the brand either. Yeah, I guess a, a lesser-known brand than, say, like a D-Link or something like that or a Cisco. But, um, yeah. you know... A really good way to judge uh, for any brand you haven't heard is to is to check user reviews. So I think you got this from Newegg. Yeah. Uh, well, I know. I actually I got it off of Amazon because okay. the price was equal. Right. Although Newegg for five days after I bought it dropped it ten dollars. Oh, of course. But they you know, did. <laughs> it only cost it only cost uh, well, let's say fifty bucks, which is not. I mean, first of all, I would have thought that was too little to pay for a router. I wasn't getting a good router, but right. actually, your colleagues at CNET. Gave us a rave review. So, and it, it's really you don't need TP. It's just a TP link. But you know, <laughs> like so, the other TP that I'm never mind. Yeah, I'm you know, like a yeah, TP roll. You know, <laughs> what, a, what a lot of people I think um, don't uh, f- figure out until after it's happened is that routers can actually. I hate to even use this expression, but they can wear out. You know, and yeah. I've seen this firsthand myself in my house. I've been through a couple now where, after a few years, I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, you'd think a it piece of electronics either works too. or yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah, there's no moving. You parts. know, there's nothing in between. But I've seen it happen where, yeah, the, the connection starts to get intermittent. It starts to slow down uh, for reasons exactly. that just can't really be pinpointed. And sure enough, swapping in a new router fixes it. Like and, it fixes the issue. And, and a good analogy would be if you had like an old transistor radio or something and and the output was audio, if the dang thing starts to crackle and snap and and you just can't tune it in, you know it's time to replace it. You have none of those audio or visual visual cues if right. you will That's with a wireless exactly. router. Except so, for instance slow throughput or it's broke you know he breaks yeah. your connection or whatever or your wife cussing from the other room <laughs> yes, yes that was my biggest indication <laughs> and, and that's not always going to be the fix i mean if you're yeah. having internet problems right, right, i mean right. very likely it could just as easily be uh, a windows issue it could be a malware issue you never know but i'm just saying as far as if your router is more than two three four years old um it's definitely worth spending 30 40 bucks maybe even 50 bucks to try that see yeah. if it makes a difference and, and 50 is not a bad price for it now by the way rick Broyd is in studio with us and we're going to be spending most of this first hour talking about um, ways to make our way through all this nonsense of sales and everything that's out there. Maybe some good rules of thumb when you're looking for things online, etc. But uh, we'll be back to continue that conversation with Rick Broida and Ed Rudell and Gary Baker and myself, Foster Brown, here on the Internet Advisor. Welcome back. It's a uh Kind of a special edition of the Internet Advisor. If you're listening to our podcast and for our folks on the affiliates, thank you so much for uh, coming into our front room here and joining us as well. Rick Broida, who is uh, our gadget guy and also the cheapskate, is with us as well. And Mr. Eddie Rudell, our tech expert, and Gary Baker with me, Foster Brown, the co-host here. Um, Rick, we were talking about uh, you know making our way through kind of this forest of sales, whether it's Black Friday. Some of the folks will listen to this podcast you know, before fr- Black Friday, maybe gives people some kind of general principles when you're going into this kind of sale time of year. 
Some things to keep in mind when you go into it. Right. So I think the first thing I would say is don't lose your head. You know, it's easy to get uh, really excited by the, you know, you see a circular, you see an online deal for something that just sounds like too good to be true. And mm. and like, I'm going to go set up a tent outside the store <laughs> at 3 a.m. and camp out for it. And, you know, granted, there are, there are some good deals to be found, um, yes. you know, before Black Friday, on Black Friday, after Black Friday. But, you know, what I've been telling people literally for a couple of years now, and as the cheapskate, I see this firsthand, is that really every day is Black Friday. I mean, there are great deals to be had all year round. So whether you're hearing this before Black Friday, after Black Friday, um, and you're looking for gift items, uh, don't fret if you missed out on something awesome or you don't feel like you want to go stand in line for something awesome. It will be there or something similar will be there. Uh, in fact, I was recently rounding up kind of um, five, uh, five insanely great gadget deals, as I call them, that feel like Black Friday, even though they're available pretty much every day of the year. And this is an article you wrote, This right? is something I wrote earlier uh, this week, or maybe it was last week. And um, Make sure we'll post that so sure, people have that, okay? Sure, and, I'll, and I'll, we can run down a couple of those examples if let's you Let's like. do that. Yeah, okay, so uh, first up, let's talk tablets. I mean, everybody wants a mm. tablet, right? And Amazon, uh, earlier this year, introduced a few new Kindle Fire models. That's right. And my favorite of these by far is the Kindle Fire. Fire 6, which mm. is a new size for them. It's a 6-inch tablet, so just a hair smaller than the most of the 7-inch tablets that you see out there. And But it's a full-color tablet. It's full runs the full Amazon ecosystem and supports Amazon Prime and all that sort of good stuff. And it's it's available in, in I think, six different colors, so it's not just boring black. <laughs> and it's really kind of cute. I mean, I actually kind of like that six-inch size. It fits it's in like a pocket. It's like the size of what the the uh, the mini the um, the uh, iPhone six plus. Are you thinking? Well, iPhone six plus, got right. it, but, I mean, but, but a little bit, yeah, exactly. Or the or Mac the, Mini. Uh, it, the, the, I'm not the Mac Mini. The um, iPad. Mini. iPad Mini. It's a little That's smaller right. than that because the, okay. the Mini is actually a little closer to eight inches. This is a ah, six okay. inch. So this is almost like a little about a phablet size, you know, like. Oh, it, but wow. it's not a phone. It's just a it's just a tablet. But uh, the best part is that it's priced. At ninety nine bucks. Oh, I mean, wow. it's a ninety nine dollar Kindle Fire full featured tablet. Oh, that's, that's nice. kind of cute. And like, that's I mean, nice. come on, there's no better tablet deal out there, especially for someone who doesn't have a tablet. You're looking for something to give to the kids that they can beat up on. Killer deal. Hey, just a that's fun- only eight hundred dollars less than uh, the expensive, <laughs> than the, the most expensive iPad, iPad yeah, iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Right, you yeah. can buy nine of them. Just a footnote on this: the value of a Prime membership on mm-hmm. Amazon. You think it's worth the ninety nine bucks? I absolutely do. Um, Depending on how you're going to use it. Um, I buy a ton of stuff from Amazon. So yeah. the, the two-day shipping is literally transformed the way that I shop and then the way that I now like to shop. And I just, I love it. And that's what I used. I am a Prime member. Right. And I agree with you. I just wanted to forget your opinion. That's just how about- I got my, my router was delivered to me in two days. Yeah. yeah, I think about the only person that doesn't benefit from having a Prime account would be, say, a hermit in a cave. <laughs> doesn't have connection to the internet. Doesn't even know what it is. And it's is, not just the right? shipping now. I mean, you get, uh, yeah. you the get the streaming movies. Movie Movies and, and TV oh, and music yes. now. Uh, the video so, for those of you yeah, who stream. It's, it's hard. It's hard to beat the deal. Yeah. You know, one thing I was told. I was talking to a, a gentleman at work, and he said that not all everything that you get is um, free from the streaming video. Like they'll just right. give you teasers on say on three episodes, of, yes. and then if you want to watch any of the others, it's a buck ninety nine. But if you're a Prime member, well, they do let you in. That's exactly it. 
Yeah, you do get more of those. You're right, okay. though. You're absolutely right. They'll tease you on a series. You get to like it because you saw the first one, and then it's you know uh, two bucks or whatever else it is per episode after that. Eventually, those things do come free, but you're right. Yeah. You're right. That's part of it. Okay, what are some of the other things that are year-round kind of things? Okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, laptops a little bit. And, uh, Gary, I know this is going to be right up in your alley because um, you know Chromebooks have become very popular, especially mm-hmm. in this past year. And to the point where I'm thinking, like, well, gosh, you know, a Chromebook actually makes a lot of sense for a lot of users. But uh, HB and a couple oh, of other yes. companies have kind of fired back with um, very, very inexpensive laptops. Mm-hmm. And the one in particular I want to point out is the HP Stream yes. 11, yes. Wow. which is a $199 Windows 8.1 laptop. It's hard to believe, isn't and, it? And, yeah, I mean, I, these are kind of the heir apparent to netbooks. But, you know, netbooks, I just were terrible. I mean, they were heavy oh, yeah. and clunky, and they weren't really that much cheaper. Uh, they were slow, just bleh. But the Stream 11 is just a, a nice-looking piece of hardware. It has a nice, substantial feel to it. It runs full Windows 8.1, not Windows RT. And for somebody who just, you know, again, it's like a Chromebook in that it's relying kind of heavily on the cloud for your storage. But for somebody who just wants the basics, we're processing oh, yeah. and web and Facebook and, and just basic computing, I mean, 199 bucks. Folks, and by the way, your colleague at CNET, Dan Ackerman, gave yes. it a great review. Right. Folks, this is the real deal. It's called the HP Stream 11. Yeah. And it is 11 rinses, so it's small. Yeah. But... I, and, and it's incredible because it's a, a full laptop. Uh, it's not a touchscreen. Right. And it has, it has an Intel processor in it. Absolutely. It's kicking. It's got great throughput. They were saying it, it moves very nicely. You can watch things that, like stream movies and things like on it very nicely. Yeah. Excellent deal. You know, for $199, I'll just, you know, uh, I'm going to duct tape it to the wall. <laughs> you know, and really. For it's a kind lot of, of you, an impulse buy. Yeah. No, for a lot of you folks out there who are listening, this, will you call in and ask, what should I get? If your needs are really simple in terms of the kind of things you do on the Internet and you're used to the Windows uh, atmosphere, this is it. It is great. Yeah, okay. and another good example of something that is just a fabulous deal, regardless of what day of the week it is or what time yep. of the year it is. Exactly. Uh, you know, you may see it a few bucks less on sale over the holidays, but uh, for you know, 199 bucks is just too hard to beat. Yep. So the next thing I'll talk about is obviously my favorite product category of the whole year, and that is drones. You know, <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, love the quadcopters. I know, yeah. Gary, you're you're new and you've you've got one. Uh, it has surfaced again in our house and was sitting on the desk this morning. So, yes. <laughs> Did it take flight, though, is the question. Uh, it had been, I, I'm sure, uh, last night or this morning, because yeah. it's uh, my son just loves it, it uh, and he's gotten very good. At, uh, and he That's can why you hover, said it reappeared. <laughs> he, can, he can hover. It, well, it somehow mysteriously maybe went to his room. I'm not sure where it went. But <laughs> I hadn't seen it in a couple weeks, and all of a sudden, uh, this morning, it was there again. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so they're, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, and, uh, fun. Ed, did you... Did you uh... No, I never took the plunge, you know, because I, I just did not like the video quality on there. It was okay, Ooh. and I'm thinking, and, and the camera doesn't pan, it's sort of fixed, and I, I was but, really hoping to way- take it up north hunting when I went to go visit my brothers, and we could probably take it into the woods, and not only could I show the cabin, but I could stream up and say, Mike, look at all those deer grazing in the cornfield. Oh, get a heat seeking yeah. camera on but, it, but a this thermal is, camera. But this I is like $69. Oh, I, I mean, know. you know, yeah, when no, you I buy know. the $500 version, you can get that. So They do have HD now cameras. Yes. In some, I saw one, just yeah. matter of fact, Parrot. 
the Parrot drone. Oh, right, right. Which is, a, it's going to be substantial, but it's a quadcopter that they've redesigned so it works really well outside as well as inside. Now, by the way, speaking of heat-seeking cameras, well, we can get to that later on. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one. In. Now, the drones. Now, what are we going to say about the right, drones? Right, so let's just finish that up real quick. So, uh, obviously, there's been a ton of movement in this category this year, and there's just an explosion of products. And, uh, you know, to Gary, I think I recommend you this Hubson. Uh, and, and it was a wonderful recommendation. Thank right. You. And My son so, loves it. The only, I think, downside to the Hubson is that it's fairly small, and right. so it's very easy to lose mm-hmm. track of if you fly it, especially if you get some altitude. And, and we did that, too, just like you had told <laughs> us. Right. You did. We did the same thing. We found it, but it took a while. Yeah. yeah. So if you want something It could go way out of sight. Just keep going up. Yeah. So if you want something that's a little bigger, um, mm-hmm. there's a company called SEMA, uh, S-Y-M-A, that was uh, well-known for a while. They were making these little RC helicopters, and now they've gotten into the quadcopter game. And they make a model called the X-5C that I've seen on Amazon for right about 60 bucks. And this is a, I would say, probably three times the size of those little Hubsons. I mean, it's a it's a substantially sized Ooh, yeah. uh, quadcopter. Your hands are about two feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll just hold my hands up so you can all see. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah, so could it's you hold decent... those a little higher so the people on the radio can see? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm new to radio. And, but it's, um, so, and I've actually had a chance to test this out, and it's very agile. It's quick. Uh, it does have a camera uh, built in. It's not, you know, not great quality, but it's decent. For and 60 again, for bucks, 60 how can, bucks, yeah. it comes with a with a its own remote, and just and the reviews are are quite solid. And you know, so if you're looking for something a little bigger that's about the same price, less likely to get lost. I mean, it even has uh, flashing lights underneath, so you can kind of track a little better as you fly it up into the sky. Love this thing, and just love the whole category. And only for sixty bucks. Yeah. Okay. Now, now the, does the, that what? also offer camera? It does. Yes, it does. In fact, yeah. you might want to look this one up, Ed. It's, yeah. Uh, again, the camera is, I, I think it's an HD camera, but it's probably a low HD, like 720p, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe even not that. But... Well, that's more than my television at home. <laughs> so that's okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, last... You know, it was so funny because Justin would take and, and fly the quadcopter in the house, and <laughs> and you'd all of a sudden, you'd hear a little buzz, and it would come around the corner into your room, and it would <laughs> and it, it would look right at you about eye ha- They're noisy like, buggers, you know, though, especially yeah. inside. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, that's very funny. He just fly it all around the house. All right. When we come back, I want you to finish your list. You've got a heat-seeking camera with you I want to talk about. And then some basic tips for people as to make their way through the sales that are going on out there. Some things to keep them safe online as well. Mr. Rick Breuner with us here, our gadget guy and the cheapskate, talking about uh, dealing with the sales during this great time. Well, you might call this our super... Shopper edition. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, Ed Rudell, and Rick Moreta, who is our uh, gadget guy and uh, the internet commentator. By the way, congratulations on some incredible things going on in your life. I see that you were in Time Magazine online. Uh, Time Online, yes. Time uh, online. Doing a little bit of writing for them, so that's fun. And many other places, Savings.com and yes. CNET, and you're all over the place. A little bit for Wired, yep. Uh, oh, and Wired as well. A little That's zombie great. apocalypse going on. Oh, we got to get back and finish the conversation <laughs> oh, about yeah, that. That's a brand that. new so, business. We'll do that in just a minute. But one of the things you had started talking about was, were five key things that you found were are, are just good bargains, period. Right. And whether it's Black Friday, after Black Friday, or Cyber Monday, or any time of year. Right, so uh, so the last two on the list, uh, we we got to have a phone, of course, and mm-hmm. my favorite phone of the year, just in terms of a bang for the buck, is the Motorola Moto G, which okay. I think I talked about uh, last time I was on, but mm-hmm. uh, short version is it's an Android-powered phone that, with a 5-inch screen, um, 
and it's available unlocked. So you buy it, you own it, you don't have to lock yourself into a two-year contract, and you basically take it to, to any carrier you want, mm-hmm. and it's priced at 179 bucks. Oh, my word. So it's just like really a great deal for somebody's first smartphone, for a, a teenager's smartphone. Start. And uh, you know you can shop around and find yourself the, the cheap plan that you want. I can get those kids off my, my plan. I, I was seeing right. for Christmas. I'm pointing at Ed. Yeah, your two kids in college. That'd be great. And they'd be dying. I, you know, I, I'm a bad dad because I never got them a smartphone. Heck, I even just turned on texting just a couple of years ago, and they're both already in college. Oh my goodness! I, I'm a da- I'm a bad dad. That'd be dead. <laughs> no. I mean, no texting. That's cruel. Yeah, it was. It was. But you know, this might be the solution. And so instead yes. of paying that money to Verizon, I can get it to anyone. T-Mobile. Well, they, and the thing is, they well, they can take their phones yeah, and, then. Out in Western Michigan, they can take it to whoever they want out there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you get those forty dollars a month uh, data, unlimited data, and voice plans. Yeah, or, you know, or even less, or, or even less. less. Right. Yeah. Excellent, yeah, Moto and, G. And that's so. the really nice part when you're not paying for the phone, and and that's the kind of the neat thing about what Apple and what uh, both uh, AT and T and Verizon. I know AT and T is doing it. Verizon, I'm sure, will follow, um, which is they are saying, look. We'll sell you the phone. It's actually cheaper. It's no interest. We'll sell you the phone over 24 months, and then it goes back to whatever data plan that you get. And uh, it turns out to be cheaper than if you were to pay a very small amount for the phone and sign up for the two-year contract. I was just going to be snarky, and it took it took some FCC regulations to force that. Oh yeah, of course, but, right. but they didn't do this. It, it, yes, but, <laughs> but, it, but it is but coming it, around. It's actually no. The Moto G. Pardon me. The Moto G. Where do you buy that from? Uh, Google directly? Uh, you can actually buy that right online from. Uh, you go to Motorola dot com and uh, oh, sell, Motorola. Okay. sell it to you direct. Okay. I, I think you could probably also get it in stores, <laughs> but uh, just a great. Great value, and this is actually their second gen Moto G. They had one out last year oh, that yeah, was the right. same price, smaller screen, slower processor, uh, lower resolution camera. This model, the second gen model, upgrades all of that stuff, so it's a much more five inch screen. Not bad. Oh, beautiful, good. beautiful. Okay. So great phone. No, one other thing, I, it's on your wrist. I understand. Yes. Yeah, so um, you know, we can't we can't so finish show us that. Yeah, we can't finish this list without a smartwatch, of course. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I've kind of gone back and forth on the Pebble, which is really the smartwatch that sort of started it all. Right. And I'll just simply say that that I really is. Although I occasionally have tech glitches with it uh, that annoy me, as far as the breed of smartwatches, it's the best I've found by far. And the, the they dropped the price on the Pebble earlier this year, so you can now get a Pebble for ninety nine bucks. You got to decide where to spend your ninety nine, either on a Pebble smartwatch or that Kindle Fire <laughs> Six tablet, but one or the other. And it's Good just deal. you know for that amount of money, it's just a great buy. Now I'm wearing the Pebble Steel, which is more of a kind of um, higher end, yes. less plasticky looking mm-hmm. version. I don't mm-hmm. love the plasticky version, but again for ninety nine bucks to be able to get notifications on your wrist, uh, control Pandora from your wrist, uh, oh. all these sort of cool things that you can do. Uh, really nice. All right, so if you're going to get the smartwatches, you don't want to wait for the Apple Watch. <laughs> for, and you can't afford it. You can't afford it, yeah. Now, these are all very affordable things, folks. We will list these things out on the homepage so you can see them as well. But, Rick, you have one thing you brought into studio. Now, we can't. Uh, we will take some pictures of it as we put it up. But uh, talk about this. This is fascinating. Yeah, so this is called the Seek Thermal. And it's just a little ca- uh, camera that plugs in uh, to the bottom of your phone. They have uh, uh, an iPhone version and they have a, a micro SD version that's for Android phones. Mm-hmm. And it's an, it's an image, a thermal imaging camera. And what that is, if you, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, if you've ever seen a, a, a spy movie, you know, and, oh, they, yeah. and they're looking through like walls at thermal images of people yes, moving around. Yes, the heat signatures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that same kind of thing. 
And basically, it lets you take uh, thermal pictures with your phone, pictures and video. And this is really great for not just because it's so incredibly cool, but because you can like look at the seals around your windows and see if there's heat escaping. Oh, uh, you can Ed, see if there's Ed, really? no. I was the first thing I thought of. I said, "Really? Yeah." First thing I thought of is, are, are, "Have you already gone around your house to look at where your uh, leakage?" What is a going? great thing that would be. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So, um, I'm. Gonna, what does it run, by the way? So this is 199 bucks, okay. which is expensive for a little accessory like this, you might think. But uh, compared to what you would normally pay for a standalone thermal imaging camera, I mean, these mm-hmm. things can run like a thousand bucks and, oh, and, yeah. and more. Uh, this is um, relative, comparatively cheap. So this ties into the camera already on the phone. How does it work? No, this is actually its own. Oh, camera. it's its own application, is right? In there. Yeah. Right. So it's um, it's very. You know, it's it's a neat little accessory, and you know, certainly for somebody the handyman who has everything, this is this would be a really cool gift item. All right, okay, folks. Now, guys, one last thing. Let's just put our heads together. It, when you're, uh, can we offer to our audience here, the people who are listening to this, uh, start with you, Rick, some tips on keeping themselves safe when they're doing online shopping or this time of year when everybody's kind of sending emails out and flyers and things like that. How do you keep yourself safe and making sure that you're really getting the deals you want and not setting yourself up to be scammed or something like that? Right. Well, sure. I mean, this time of year is really, you know, the same as the rest of the year in terms of you want to keep yourself, uh, you know, be diligent about what you're getting. Um, you mentioned email, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, phishing is a huge problem, and I think uh, you know for seniors especially who who get an email uh, that might come look like it's coming from their credit card company with and a so big this time of year particularly w- yeah with an alert that says your your account has been compromised or yeah. you know here's a record of your five hundred and sixty seven dollar charge right. that you have no memory of ever making right. uh, things like that is like you don't want to fall for mm-hmm. any of this come ons. Something that sounds too good to be true, right. something that is designed to alarm you. And what happens is you'll see this, and then you'll click a link in that email. Right. It'll open up a page, and boom, you've just exposed your computer to malware, spyware. Right. Um, they're going to say, oh, give us your information. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. you really so got to avoid that and stuff. And any one of those things is coming through. We've had calls on this, an email on this, are people supposedly from Microsoft. We're yes. saying, we've looked at your computer, we found that it's all jammed up with everything else. And we've had people who have sincerely said, oh my goodness, how did you know that and start paying money? Yes, you know, $179, $200, and you know, they first get them on the phone, and uh, they may only charge them $39, but then... In order to get to root out that fictitious software on the computer, it's another hundred and some dollars. So it happened to my father-in-law. Bottom line: do not respond when those things come through. Delete. Yes. So when it out, through, don't click. Hang up. If it said I'm from Microsoft, hang up at that point. <laughs> You'll find stuff out there from the IRS and from a whole bunch of other places. So phishing. That's P H I S H I N G. Right. Is a really important. Gary, any thoughts from you? Absolutely. So there's a lot of times, and we're seeing it more and more, that um, your account is being compromised um, mm-hmm. at some retailer. And mm-hmm. now most of the time, it's credit cards, and it's they're taking that off of the server has nothing to do with what you might have bought online. It's what you bought in their store. You're talking right? about like mm-hmm. Target and Home Depot and these, and these hackers right. that have basically made off with their databases. So what um, what we have started to see is that because people can't remember all of the different passwords that they mm. have, they use the same password for everything. And that's really bad because if somebody gets your password, now all they have to do is is take and go to a whole lot of other places where you might be shopping and they got your password. Yeah. So you got to figure out a password scheme. Take the kinds of, of things that you're going to do with um, and make sure you use the same password. 
right? Or, or make sure you don't use the same password. Right. Um, and make sure you never use the same password as your banking account. Your okay. Banking. Guys, I'm going to post something called the 12 Scams of Christmas. And, Ed, one of the things they say is the risk of USB freebies. USBs hanging out yes. that have stuff on them. Hey, I, I want to say, Rick, thank you so much for being here. There's thank lots you. more we could talk about. Folks, I'm going to be posting links to the article that Rick put out there. You'll find many more articles by Mr. Rick Droida. Thanks so much for being in here as our gadget guy in the cheapskate. Hang on, folks, because in the next hour, we're going to be answering questions you sent us by email and uh, hopefully solving some of your problems. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. If you want to see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage at internetadvisor.net. That's where you'll also find past podcasts, our toolkit full of free software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and other resources. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact form on the homepage or enter our forums and place your question there. You can also friend us on Facebook. 
Now let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor Show podcast. Hi, this is Foster Brown, co-host for the program, welcoming you to hour number two of the Internet Advisor. That's the hour we tackle the problems that you've sent us. And how do you get those questions to us? Well, very simply, you go to our internetadvisor.net website, go to the Contact Us button, click on that, and then just pour your heart out in an email, which people have been doing this week when we're not on live on our flagship station, WJR. we got some great emails to answer and hopefully solve those problems for them and for you as we continue with our second hour. Thank you for joining us here, Foster Brown. Gary Baker with me in studio. Gary, good to have you here. Hey, it's great to be here, of course. Mr. Eddie Rudell, our tech expert as well. Good to have you, too. My favorite thing to do on a Saturday, <laughs> especially a cold Saturday. <laughs> That's right. Great great time yes. indoors here. Yes. Hey, folks, this second hour of the program is where we take on the questions that you've sent us during the week. Um, weeks that we are not on live on our flagship station, WJR in Detroit because of sports events that are going on at the same time as our those, program would normally be on. Those big green guys, right? And <laughs> Push us green, right out. Green Michigan State uh, Spartan well, uniforms. I'm and not, I'm and they're certainly uh, doing real well this year. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm going to let them push me out because I'm not wearing padding today. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, we've got the guys without the padding and the, and the basketball uniforms will be doing the same thing to us. The key thing is you can keep on asking questions, and you do it by going to internetadvisor.net. Go to the Contact Us button and send us your questions. We have a whole bunch of them that you've been sending us this week. And by the way, you're listening to us on our affiliates. Don't wor- That's a great thing to do for whether you're in, let's say, Lansing or you're in Muskegon, Muskegon yep. Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, or anywhere else in the state that you happen to hear us. Please go to internetadvisor.net and go to the Contact Us button and put put your question in there. We've got some great people like Ed who's been solving people's computer programs uh, problems for years and years and years. And Gary and maybe even I'll put a word in. And Cal Carson, for those of you who have mechs, he's there to help us as well. Hey, but before we do that, this last week was a really uh, busy one for you, Gary. <laughs> Starting Sunday night, That's you were right. involved in... A huge cyber summit that was going on That's at right. Cobo Hall. North American International Cyber Summit. Uh, it has happened over the last couple of years as the Michigan Cyber Summit. And and we really had, it's turned into a North American and international. In fact, um, we had... Kind of like a, the auto show, right? We now. had General <laughs> Danae, um Skyped in from uh, Lat- Latvia, uh-huh. uh, where our Michigan National Guard is training the Latvian uh, army in cyber espionage and anti-cyber espionage. Wow. And uh, because uh, there's been that interaction between the two, and he happened to be there, couldn't make the summit, so he Skyped in. That was pretty cool. Brigadier General Mike Stone was with us from Michigan National Guard uh, the other week talking about that. That's right. And uh, I met General uh, Cardone there, and uh, who is in charge of the U.S. Military Cyber Command. Wow. But you know what? I will tell you that um, Michigan, because of our governor... Uh, Governor Rick Snyder, Michigan is in the forefront of, you know, thinking about and actually doing something mm-hmm. about cyber uh, warfare, really, yeah. and and it really is. It's about how the bad guys, you know, if we're not uh, protecting ourselves, can come in and, and attack us uh, in innumerable Did ways, you see right? this statement by Leon Panetta? I did it was on he just made a statement I think a, a day or so ago uh, essentially saying that the US is uh here uh he was yes it was a couple days ago he was out uh, saying that um uh US De- Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta delivered a strong warnings about the risks of cyber attacks on the country his conviction that a possible cyber pearl harbor 
may be looming, has not tempered since his leaving his post last year. In other words, he said essentially all those control systems we talked about, the SCADA mm-hmm. systems, that's, control that's right. our power, um, you know, our lights, our you know, sewage systems, water, everything. Yeah, the power are, grid is the most important, right? And they're ripe for attack. Well, unfortunately, yep. you know, we protect them as well as we can, but you're not going to protect. You, there's no way you can keep the bad guys out of every place. And what they're saying is that will be the next, the next volley that's in the next war will be fired on that level. And General, um, retired General Mike Hayden, who had come on, he was the uh, U.S. Well, he was the uh, director of the CIA during the Stuxnet virus uh, episode, uh, and he had been on with us a couple years ago. Um, his partner, Mike Chertoff, uh, was at the summit this last wow. week, and he was the secretary, retired Secretary of Homeland Security. Mm. These guys are now... What a gathering of eagles. Oh, uh, it was wonderful, uh, because these guys really know. You know, you you hear a lot of pundits on TV and on the radio, mm. like us. <laughs> yes, yeah. talking we, heads. And uh, we talk, but we don't know, and the people that know don't really do the talking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But they did on Monday, and... Uh, wow. It, it was very interesting. What, what thing, we're doing. I say, what one thing did you come away with that really an impression that stuck with you from the whole thing? Because there were so many things happening. There's a lot more cyber espionage attempts than I ever thought was wow. was going on that are happening right now. Just just the Michigan alone. Yeah. Uh, we're repelling um, state governments repelling, you know, 500,000 a million tries a day. A day easily. A day. A day. A day. Yeah. You know one or of the more. things I, I found yeah. fascinating. I was listening to a, a, a podcast last weekend uh, while I was up north at the hunting cabin with my brothers and um, and it was talking about how if you walk the streets in Russia you can buy magazines that will provide you the line code on how to do the hacking. I mean, these magazines are not sold in the United States. Mm-mm. And and they they they're basically training wow. the individuals that this is what you do and you, they can get jobs. It's the, the black market oh, over yeah. there. and it's just not Russia. I'm not picking up. No, 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 no. It's no. many places. No. You know, and but you know, as long as they're hacking outside the country, it's fine. But if they start hacking inti- inside the country, that's when they're, the, the Russian law enforcement will, will get on them. Because it's okay if you go outside the country. Oh, I see what Don't saying. do it internal. <laughs> you know, you don't go after that bre- uh, bread maker across yeah. the street or uh, right. on the other side of the country. It's so it's Their laws com- are not set yeah. up that way. Yeah. Yeah. But th- so we are doing a lot, and we have to. And we have to continue. And it's going to be hard to stay in front of the bad guys. And so it's not only how to keep them out, but what to do once they get in. Because Absolutely. it's going to happen. We just don't know where. But you know, And when. We've had this international summit here of cyber uh, awareness. And I, that, to me, is a, is a great comfort. We'll be back in just a second. We'll start talking about some of the questions that you've sent us this week. And see if we can get you some answers as well on the Internet Advisor. Thank you, folks for uh, allowing us to be in your lives through our podcast. And uh, for those who are listening to us through our affiliate system, thank you very much for being part of this as well. Second hour of our program, we tackle problems that you have sent us. And uh, when we're live on WJR, our flagship station in Detroit, we get to take your calls directly. But uh, at times like this, when we're pre-recorded, because we are preempted on that station, we open up uh, to our emails and start talking about the people who have sent us questions during the week. So you say, how can I get my question in there very easily? Simply go to internetadvisor.net, click on the Contact Us button, 
pour your heart out. Leave us the information there with your um, email address and phone number. We get back to you just as soon as we can and solve those problems. And guys, here's a problem that came in just today, as a matter of fact, from Al. And here's his question. I said, I bought an Apple TV this week, and it looks good on my HD TV. But trying to watch TV shows is impossible because of all the starts and stops from buffering. <laughs> if you've ever had this happen, it's just crazy. He right. says, how do I overcome this? What do you think? You know what that's like? If you ever watch Netflix, and I have a good connection, it's that you know spinning dial that's on right. the screen. It's almost like the old um, beach ball of death on right. a Mac. Right. As soon as 7 o'clock hits, you could forget about streaming. It depends where you are in the neighborhood. Well, let's talk about that, because a lot of people, I think, streaming is kind of magic. Well, oh, I just tap into the stream, and it all kind of comes in, until suddenly it doesn't, and you start getting this thing called buffering. What is buffering, Ed? Well, I mean, there's six different things you can look at, and uh, and I'll look at five of them. Okay. <laughs> I'm making this up as I go. I no. The the first thing I think of is, and if I really want to drag this in there, is, is are they having a, well, I was going to say net neutrality. No, right? we won't go there quite we yet. We're not going to go there yet? Okay. <laughs> not yet. Because th- that could definitely impact this, and this is what yes. people would see. Yes. As an example for Netflix, or if you get, if, yeah. you know... Just to say this, there was one concept that says that not all packets of information are created equal. Right. That some should be given more priority over others, and, which would be not well, net neutrality. Or some people say all packets should be equal, all information should be channeled at the same time. We can let's let's save that conversation okay. for a little bit so, later. <laughs> so let so let um, let's assume it's something with the in the house somehow. Yeah. So either their internet service provider, maybe they're using um, DSL. Right, no, that's they're not a, using yes. their cable. Right, um, and at which at which point uh, that that is definitely a slower speed. So, if you will, it's a garden hose coming in instead of a fire hose. Right, with right. DSL, well, and you also have other people. Is on a DSL line? You have more impact from other users? No, no not oh, okay. exactly okay. the opposite. Oh, DSL, oh, okay. you don't. You oh, have okay. a dedicated ba- amount of bandwidth. Unfortunately, with Comcast and cable technology, you do have a big pipe coming into your neighborhood. But depending on how many people oh. use it, it's shared. Okay, so the, right? ah, this it's the shared Thank from you. it's shared from you know the neighborhood collection point uh, back gotcha. to the head end. Okay, so if you have all of your neighbors are streaming at the same time, so at a certain time gonna, of day, yeah, you're going to use more bandwidth, exactly, right? And it's going to have problems coming down the pipe to your neighborhood. So right. roughly right. from when so, people get home from work, like from like say about six o'clock in the evening until about midnight, everybody is. Sucking on that pipe. And the so <laughs> weekends couple, are even worse. Yeah, so there's a couple things you can do. If okay. You, um, if you want, you can download instead of stream. So mm. you download at different times, set it up to download at night, mm-hmm. download mm-hmm. during the day when people are at work. Now, does Apple and, TV allow you to do that? And then just play it, right? So, no, I, Apple TV is, is no, strictly streaming. streaming yeah, only. So you can't. So you bought the wrong TiVo, technology. Yeah, on yes. TiVo, you could yeah. do that. Yeah. So <laughs> the technology I have, I could do that, and that's what I'd like to do. Do you have TiVo? So I don't. I use, well, what we do is um, I just take and and run it onto my computer and store it on oh, my okay. hard drive. Okay. Right? So, but but the point is, you will not and be able I to use watch. Ro- I use Roku to do that. Okay. But right? you, the point is, you won't be able to watch TV like you did in the old days where it's same time. Right. Well, you, is, you, you can, can, but you get the buffering issues. Potentially, you'll get buffering issues depending on how much bandwidth is being used okay, for other so things. Okay, so issue one is the bandwidth that's coming into your house. Right. right. The other thing is, is, are you wired or wireless? How do you have your Apple device connected? Is it yes. hardwired directly to your uh, internet service provider's 
cable modem or DSL modem, or right. are you wireless? And possibly get an interference from your neighbors, there as you we go. discussed earlier in the show. So I would always use hardwire because, I mean, I have a wireless device that I've used for streaming, and it doesn't get the best signal sometimes, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's gotten to the point where I've had to move my cable, the, um, the, the wireless router, to a different location right. in the basement right. so that I get a stronger signal and I can stream to this device. Okay. Because it doesn't have the ability to hardwire. Okay, so wired or wireless can be an issue. So there's the issue of uh, the signal strength that's coming into the house, yep. getting the best stream coming in, and the other thing then would be Any a wired or wireless. Any interference in Any the house. Any interference in the house. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I've known people that, uh, depending on the type of paint they've used yeah, in really? the house, and that can affect it. Really? Some people How? that... Some people, well, uh, and the, the type old, of windows. The older letter, lead paint, for instance. Yeah, the old lead paint will infect it if you're no. in a much older home. And you home. paint over it. And maybe, the building materials. Right. Yep, the building materials in your walls. Some people have the, the metal studs. Oh, yes. Yep, some oh, people have goodness, the wood studs. Yes. Yep, yep, right. And I, I've known people that had <laughs> e-glass put in their house because their house is, their windows face west, okay, mm-hmm. and they put the e-glass in there. Yep. And, and it, that just takes those Wi-Fi signals and bounces them around like a BB in a, ba- in a, in a cage. Yep. No it, it's just, kidding. Yep. That's fascinating. <laughs> Nobody ever thought of that when you were, you know. 15 years ago, so that, that's nobody wireless. had wireless. Who yeah. cared, right? Yeah, I think one of the and other was... things, too, is kind of a mindset we have, that I'm going to be watching TV the same way I watched it when I used it to go over and turn the set on and I was getting it over the air. Well, you do the exact... I mean, it, we're in the exact same place that television was in the 1945 to 50, right? Right, rabbit ears. I mean, you got to... You, yeah. had, you had all sorts of interference and sometimes you didn't get it and you were, you know, you felt lucky to get a really good, clear signal. Well, that's a good point. Right? A lot of people were investing in those tall towers they put in their house or maybe yeah. put a roof antenna on to get that better to signal. To get better signal. You could do maybe something like that. But eventually, right, we're going to have enough um, cable bandwidth mm-hmm. that this will... People will just be able to stream over their uh, their iPhone, right? But or it's their, becoming... Their we're kind of in the in-between time, I think, right now. Right. Between the time when people have gotten an appetite for streaming. Yes. For instance, if they got their smartphones... So you mean there's a demand, and then supply will have to, supply will have to catch up. Exactly. They, it was very hard to go build supply without the demand. So yes. now the demand's there. So now they've, you know, we've yeah. got to fill in with the supply. Yeah. And... We'll talk in the next segment about net neutrality. Net neutrality could very easily, if we do make bad decisions and pass bad laws, could get in the way of all that investment. Oh, right. And that's what we've got to be So careful many issues of. involved in that. Ed. And the other thing, um, possibly like you did, Foster, look at upgrading your wireless modem. Excellent. If you have a two or even a five-year-old wireless infrastructure in your house... Yep. You might want to look at uh, upgrading it at this point, especially during this uh, this holiday break. You're going to see some great prices. Oh, now, yeah. Foster, what was the unit that you got that actually got a superb rating? Rick Broida had suggested uh, the TP-Link. That's Thomas Peter, TP-Link. Uh, oh, I thought was... TP stood for something else. <laughs> no, okay. on, on Halloween, yes. But uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, it's a TP-Link. I had not heard of the brand, but, boy, CNET gives some rip-roaring reviews. matter of fact, they had a well, whole article that said the best cheapest uh, uh, modems out there, and I looked at the reviews and everything else, and these things get incredible reviews. I bought one of the the lesser ones, um, depending on how big a house you have and how far you have to put your signal, you may want a little bit bigger, stronger. But these things are running. I bought mine for $50, and suddenly (laughs) at Newegg, they were on sale for $40. So this time of year is a great time. Ed, you're right. 
And the key thing there, for instance, is that I have two different channels now. I can use a 2.5 gigahertz, right. or I can use a 5 gigahertz. And then, Gary, you were pointing out that even within those channels... They're, they're channels. Oh, pardon me. Even within, within those, those bands, bandwidths, right. there are channels that you That's can go right. to as well. Because you might get um, your home phone, wireless home phone, uh, puts out a signal. There right. are other p- things in your home that puts out signals, and if they happen to be on the same channel, just switch to a different channel, you get a better connectivity. I just realized. You have to go into the administrative uh, settings and figure that I out. I have a new wireless phone that's sitting right next to my wireless modem. Well, I better check that out. I'll check it out. And, and the fifth thing that I was going to mention is go to speedtest.net. Oh, good idea. Which is to find out what actual connection, what's your speed going to the internet right now? Excellent. Speedtest.net. Okay, Don't go folks. to the dot com. It was, it's bad now. Speedtest.net. We'll come back. We'll reiterate that in just a moment and get to our next question. Once again, thanks for being with us here. And by the way, thanks to the crew behind the glass. Andy Nichols, our lady of the phone, who's back there. Thank you so much, Andy, for helping us out. Ed, Mike's dad, thank you for your engineering duties there. Appreciate you guys for making this program possible for us. Again, if you have a question for us, uh, the great thing to do for us is simply go to internetadvisor.net and hit the Contact Us button, put your email address in there and your name, and then describe your problem, and we're on the way to solving that. Ed, just before the break, and I want to make sure people get this, one of the ways that you can find out what kind of quality input you're getting, your signal, is to go to something called speedtest.net. Correct. Just quickly tell them what that does. Well, it, it basically will test the speed between your computer and someplace, say, in central Chicago, as an example. Right. It provides a graphical interface so that you can select geographically different regions in the United States and that and between your computer and those regions. And now, w- when, when I click on it, um, it shows me taking off from Detroit. But right. w- when I'm wireless sometimes and I'm using my MiFi device or even on my cell phone, sometimes it shows me you know, kicking out from Ann Arbor or something right. like that right. Right. and going to Chicago. And right. it basically gives you a throughput and it'll give you a rating, you right. know, how many megabytes per, you know. And it's a way, by the way, of checking up on your provider to make sure they're giving you the, the, the good deal. Yes. <laughs> another way, by the way, for folks who live in the country, there was another site you were going to suggest to that people will go to in order to be able to find out what will be the best provider for them. I know some of you listen to us in rural areas, even around major metropolitan areas, and you've got a difficulty with signal. There's a band, There's a place you can go that the government has that will show you where the better signals are. Yeah, we had a listener. Um, I'm trying to. Peter sent us a thing. He's. I'm in a rural area, and you know what site can I go to? And I used to go to, and I believe Gary it was like DSL Reports was yes, one of the websites yes, right. that we went to, and, and they do provide uh, some information. But it was it, it can be difficult to navigate through. Yeah, but you can, can get through it, and 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 some of the information was outdated. Like that internet provider isn't there anymore. Well, I found another one. Um, it's called Broadband Map dot or I'm sorry dot gov dot gov. And really? it, apparently it's a dot gov broadband. Website. Yep, map map. Uh, I got to watch the P's, right? Yep, a broadband map dot gov. And gov. It, yep, and it provides a nice graphical interface and a way to you for you to locate. You could type in your zip code, your home address, maybe just your city and state, and it'll provide you. Th- try these internet service providers for your area, and you know. I did local, and it told me that Comcast and Charter were available for me. Well, only Charter is available for me. Mm-hmm. But when I went up north, I found you know um, 
uh, there's a couple of wireless internet yes. providers up there that, like you've described right, as well, exactly. that provide the the rooftop <clears throat> antenna mm-hmm, areas. Mm-hmm. That might be an option for a lot of rural so areas. So it shows you that the options you have, especially you folks who live in rural areas or places where you're on a margin, uh, you can check out. There may be resources available that you weren't even aware of. That's it. So it's a great thing. It's called broadbandmap.gov, and we will list that, by the way, on our homepage. Now, uh, we were able to uh, uh, get in touch with one of the folks who wrote into us this week, and we have him with us in our program right now. That's Roland. Roland, welcome to the Internet Advisor. Roland, Roland, Roland. Thank you, Roland. Roland, how you doing, sir? Doing fine. (laughs) I got the name right now. Okay, Roland, you sent us a question about uh, a problem you have whenever you start up your computer. You get a pop-up box with a program that's trying to install itself, and it's pretty nasty persistent. Can you provide us any more details on that? Because I believe well, I responded to you, and because uh, I wasn't, you know, sometimes emails don't come across properly, where you may or may not provide enough information. Can, can you describe what's happening? Okay, the box pops up, and it tries to load a program, and it says it can't do it because it needs to be, a CD has to be installed to get the program. Right. But I don't have the CD that has a program. I don't even try some way local disk, just maybe it's something I missed somewhere along the line. Yeah, is there is there anything in the box itself that might give you a hint? Does it just... What is the program? Well, yeah, does it, does it provide the program name or does it provide yeah, the has, file name? It has a, the name is Status, S-T-A-T-U-S, mm. and then it, it asks me to, to find the spot to... To load it from. Okay. Sometimes and those bio, those um, those dialog boxes when they pop up provide you the ability to browse. And well, and and if they let you browse, sometimes when you hit the browse or explore, uh, you know, I, I'd have to see the dialog box to be for sure. But they give you the option, and and when you hit that box, it'll provide you a file name that it's looking for. Sometimes right. it, it's something like MSI, something like Microsoft.msi or Microsoft yeah, or Setup.msi. It, it, does, it does do that. It names status.msi. Oh, okay. Perfect. That oh, that's right. You did include that in the email. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what I... One of the things you could do is... Well, I see. I'm not sure what's... My concern is this, Roland, pardon me, uh, that you said that this thing, even though you say cancel, keeps coming back and back and back, right? Right, yes. Now, that activity to me says that is very suspicious. And I'm going to guess that what you've got there is a virus that is trying to install itself in your computer. Well, not necessarily. So a lot of times when you have a program that starts up, every time your computer does, if it's damaged, Uh it will then say that this program's damaged, we need to reinstall it. Mm -hmm. And this is particularly true. I just did a quick test, and Roland, I'm I'm sorry I didn't think of this before because you did provide the file name. Mike Hewlett-Packard provides... A um, um, has a program called Status, and they actually have a file name called Status.msi. Oh. So if you have a printer that is a HP printer, and yes. and if the printer is somehow be- uh, the printer software on your computers become damaged, you may need to reload that printer software because HP the the, the Status monitor and in particularly the inkjet or the, the you know the the thing that uh, monitors the inkjet. Oh, that's the, the status. Ah. Can, can, um, it might need to be reinstalled. So ha- okay. have you got the uh, printer software that, that originally shipped with your HP printer? Yeah, I, I can get it. I don't have it available right now, but I can, I can send it. You hmm. know, that you might be You could also maybe find it online going to HP, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. You can okay, download that, that, 
that's a good clue because I don't know it was H two products. <laughs> I didn't think of it until talking with you. Sometimes just talking to people just brings up whole, uh, you know, opens up whole new avenues of conversation and thought processes. That when I read the email, I'm like, oh man! And I was going the same way Foster was. This is yeah. malicious software. Boy, I'm glad you said that, Ed. You know, I just googled here too. Status MSI download. Okay. And I got some interesting answers there, like how to repair Windows installer, status MSI, Windows XP. Mm-hmm. Uh, what operating system do you have, by the way? Pardon? What operating system are you using, Roland? XP. XP. Well, this is an article that's right there. It says, how to repair Windows installer, status.msi, Windows XP. This speaks exactly to what you're talking about, and it's from yes. geekstogo.com. Now, the point is that you can Google for those things, and there are some repair solutions out there. Now, I would suggest this, and for you and for other people who are listening, when you find solutions, and Ed, we've talked about this before, check a number of them. Don't right. get the first one, right, Gary, that you That's see, right. because it may not be the right one. The other thing, too, is... My, my search pal, right? And uh, oh, yeah. you went and said, oh, how do you uninstall it? Well, you went to mysearchpal.com <laughs> and went, oh, no, if they didn't get you the, with the first time, they're going to get you the second time trying to uninstall it. So. Then yeah. there's another one that says resolving MSI startup errors, and it's from HP Support. Yes. Ed, I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay, so the other thing, and, and this is... Uh, one of the things I believe I wrote to you in your email is you can use a Microsoft utility called MS Config, or yes, MS mm-hmm. Config, yes. which will allow you to selectively choose what programs you wish to start up uh, with okay. Windows. And so you right. select Start and Run, or you can select the Start Search and type in MSCONFIG. And when you press the OK button, uh, it'll allow you. It'll bring up a Microsoft hidden utility called. Microsoft Configuration or MS Config. And there has a startup tab at the top. When you select the startup tab, you'll see a list of all these different programs that start up. A lot of them are very good programs, like right. your Adobe Flash Player, your Java software for web browsing. Both of those are web browsing software, but also your Hewlett Packard ink monitors and network mm. discovering tools. Um, you know, all sorts of tools. Your antivirus software's in there. So what one of uh, those utilities might be calling up um, and have, have a failure, and that's why it's saying, please install the CD that you use to install this program so that we can find the status.msi. And how do you identify which one of those are? Well, we suspect it might be the Hewlett-Packard, but one of the things you can do is you can bring up this msconfig utility, and you, yeah. can, you, you can deselect them all, as mm-hmm. an example, make note of them, because, I mean... Uh, of which ones, there's, say if there's 15 items, possibly all 15 items are selected. So deselect them all, shut right. down, reboot your computer. If that um, status goes away asking for MSI, you uh, know one of those utilities that you deselected is the culprit. And by the is way, damaged one. Roland, the, the thing, you, you don't worry about deselecting them and then restarting because the ones you need will start up again. The ones you okay. don't need right away will not. Now, yeah. you hang on just a second. So we can uh, ramp up this conversation with you. We'll be back in just a moment to continue our conversation with Roland, asking about a a status.msi file that just bugging the daylights out of him. We'll answer some more questions as well here on the Internet Advisor. Offer number two. Thank you for staying with us. Thank you very much for uh, listening to us here on the Internet Advisor on our podcast. 
And for those of you listening to us all over our affiliates, thanks for joining us. Glad to have you with us. Um, Roland has been with us, and we've been talking with him uh, down in Monroe, Michigan, about uh, some problems that he's been having with his computer. Hey, Roland, I'm just curious, uh, wh- what made you decide to post your question? Well, I've been dealing with this for several weeks, and it's time to figure out an answer. And I haven't come up with a solution. I thought, you guys, I've always listened to you on the radio, and I enjoy listening to you, and I figured you might have a good, have an answer for me. I'm delighted that we could uh, talk with you as well this week and uh, help you to see if you can wrangle with this. Okay, so you had a problem of something called status coming up and wanting to be in, uh, installed, and then you kept on getting an error that says put in the install medium, which meant like a you know, USB or a disk or something like that. We determined that that status is actually a file that's a good one. And it, it, it comes it from HP. It may be, and it looks it like it probably is yes. one that comes from HP, the printer company. Correct. Uh, and uh, that it has to do with the status of your printer. And it might be the inks in it and whatever else it might be. Something got damaged, it got damaged, and it's trying to install itself, and it keeps on fussing at you to do it. We, Ed, you went through one with going with MS Config. Any thoughts to wrap this up for him? Yeah, two. Okay, uh, the other thing is that I described how to go into MS Config and deselect all the objects. Now, how do you identify which one of those um might be related to the uh, status.msi is you randomly start or, or you, you methodically step by step start adding those devices backing in and then rebooting your computer mm-hmm. and then seeing if uh, and then making note which program you selected and then the error message comes back or okay okay and, and I mean that might take 12 reboots but here's the cautionary note if you have a damaged file on your computer um, because it, and and now you're being prompted to reload this software you have a Windows XP computer that hard drive is very old and it's quite possible the reason why you're being prompted is because you're experiencing disk drive errors now mm. and your hard drive could be failing or Windows the Windows file system could be failing so uh, the first thing I would do is is if you have a means of backing up your data, start backing it up. Yes. Do you do that, Roland? I do online. Okay, back it up wherever you can. Back up. That's the first thing. And then you can do almost anything you want with your computer. Right. Ed, you brought up a very good point. For a lot of our folks out there, I know you folks are using XP, have been. You're using older machines. I've got one, for instance, my wife is using, which is running Windows 8.1 now, but it's been around for a while. And as a matter of fact, I'm thinking of replacing the hard drive in it with a solid state. Mm-hmm. Because it's good deals out there right, right now. Have you ever run a um, um, a check disk on your computer to check for disk errors? I'm have, sorry? Have you ever used a, a utility to check your disk drive for errors? No, I haven't. Okay. Okay. So how you do that, and I want to spend a few moments to do this, you go into My Computer, and, okay. and you select your C drive. And then okay. you right-mouse click on the C drive, and you select Properties. And then once you've selected the properties, the, you'll have a multi, you'll have a window that pops up, and it'll have a tools tab at the top, general, and then tools. You want to okay. select the tools tab, and when you do that, it'll you know check your disk drive for errors, and you want to select that box to check okay. your disk drive for errors. And when you do, it's gonna and you select the OK button. It's gonna say something along the lines, "I'm sorry, I can't run." I, I can't check your disk drive for errors right now because you're currently running Windows. Would you like to schedule that for the next time you reboot your computer? You select yes, and then you, at that point, 
You select OK, you close that window, reboot your computer, Windows starts will come up, and you'll see a black Windows, what looks like a DOS window, and it'll start checking your disk drive for errors. And then hopefully, if it finds it any, it'll it as repairs well. them as well. Right, exactly. If you start seeing a lot of errors, or if it takes a really long time, yeah, you might um, you might have a failing hard drive. At so the, the an alternative you would have at that point, rather than be look for a good deal, and there's some great deals right now going on, uh, on a computer, period, or on a hard drive. And you might uh, want to go the way I am, uh, which is to look for a solid-state drive. So, Roland, thank you very much for calling us and asking these questions. Hey, and let us know by email how things turn out, okay? Thanks very much for your All right, happy holidays to you, Roland. Thanks so much for giving us a call. And uh, and that's a really Roland said that he contacted us because he had a problem. That's a really good reason to contact us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we love so, it. And we, by the way, we took a little time to answer that, a little more time because there's a number of issues in there. That's right. That we touched and on. And hopefully, when we answer a question, it helps a lot of other that's people. That's well. what we try to do. Any anything else that uh, struck you this week in our questions that you'd like to grapple with? Well, um, we had one person that called that basically said that um, I ha- I have to say that while tan oh let me read their email that was my response um, we have a Windows HP Vista computer um, the main functions are for email paying bills and playing some HP Wild Tangent software no real heavy work the HP Wild Tangent games are supposed to be Internet Explorer which has updated to Internet Explorer 10. Now I can no longer play my games. And so then I replied to her. Basically, they use the computer only for a few things. But if you recall, Wild Tangent is one of those pieces of software that's pre-installed by manufacturers, Mm -hmm. and and, and it's for the enjoyment of the customers, and you get a certain amount of time, but at some point you have to pay for additional or or, or longer than the, the, I don't know what the introductory offer is. Yeah. Now, the other thing, too, is they're running Vista. And one of the things the email went on to say is that since she upgraded to uh, Internet Explorer 10, it's telling her that she has to upgrade her drivers, and they're not available in Vista. So an alternative would be to downgrade the Internet Explorer. And how would she do that? Uh, She would simply uninstall it, I think. Right. And then it will give her the option of going back and reinstalling the one that works with Vista. It'll, it'll automatically come back up in I nine. think it'll come back yeah. in Windows now, 9. 9 is not a great. I mean, no, that, no. So I would probably go back to 8. I, yes, I would say w- right. if you can go back to Internet Explorer 8. If you and, don't want to have 10, then I'd go back to 8. 9 is okay, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of problems so with it. What's and they ha- just skipped it quickly and brought 10 out quickly because of the problems in 9. Some of the things I think to keep in mind is, folks, a lot of you are hanging on to older software on older machines. I understand why. You know, I do the same thing for as long as we can. However, you do reach a certain point of no return, like with Vista, for instance, where as you're moving up with some of the software that comes on, it's going to be gobbling up more space, or it will simply say, we don't have the drivers for this anymore. And mm-hmm. it's gotten so cheap, you might as well upgrade the hardware as well as the software. Because to go out and buy, you know, a say a Windows 7 and spend $100 um, just to get an operating system, spend 150 get a whole upgrade, right? Yeah, get and, the, and the you hardware have, and everything. You have things so. that are out nowadays. By the way, I live on Social Security, okay? So I'm not, I don't have boodles of money myself. And making my uh, purchase decisions is very, very careful. I don't have a credit card. <laughs> and I, I have to live on the cash that I have. So I understand your situation. And I'm not blithely suggesting that you spend a ton of money. But if you've got a little bit of money put aside, now is a great time mm-hmm. to make that purchase. And you can do things like getting refurbished computers at, mm-hmm. at places if you're in the Detroit metropolitan area, uh, a refurbished uh, at um, 
the computer store on 14 and Micro Center. Micro Center. And I was just looking at some of the deals. They are some incredible Astounding. deals out there. Our friend Shane, mm-hmm. who has his own little computer shop, you can go to that mm-hmm. in Sterling Heights. We have a link on our homepage called uh, Our Favorite Computer Shops right at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Click on that. You'll find a whole bunch of local computer shops that you folks have recommended. Yeah. Go there. Some of those we haven't uh, vetted, so we're not but, recommending. But the listeners but have. other people have yeah, recommended and, and them. We, right. we put those in. The point is this, that this is a great time of year to take the little money you have and invest it wisely. It may push you into a machine that is like Windows 7 or Windows 8.1, mm-hmm. like the one we talked about today. A great deal. HP has put out this 11-inch laptop called the HP Stream 11 for $199. Amazing. 200 bucks. You have got an incredible machine for email, for surfing the net, and for doing some basic documents. Yep, and it'll be portable. And it's portable. It's a great thing. So we're not blithely telling you to spend a lot of money, but this is a great time of year to make a step up into a brand new computer and save yourself a whole lot of grief and really start enjoying your use of the Internet. Well, I'm Foster Brown. Gary Baker, thank you for being here. My pleasure, sir. Ed Brudel, good having you here in house. I love my job. And the next time around, we'll have the whole crew here with uh, Mr. Cal Carson talking about Apple devices as well. Make sure you check out our homepage at internetadvisor.net for the show notes, which we'll be posting on Sunday night afterwards. And you can also download the podcast anytime you want from that site. Hey, have a great holiday weekend. You've been listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show, the longest-running, locally-produced computer show in Detroit radio. If you'd like to find out more about our weekly show, ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit internetadvisor.net. And you'll also find us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.